Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Today on the Ether, Akash Weekly with Greg Asuri featuring Ollie Merchant, DevRel at Overclock Labs. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sakash Weekly Twitter Spaces. I'm Nadia Bajuelo, Community Events Manager here at Overclock Labs. I hope everyone here now listening later or watching from our YouTube channel is having a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever it is that you're joining from. The month of August comes to a close today, and I wanted to thank you guys, the incredible Akash community, for making it a great month. A lot of you became part of the Akash Insiders this month. Others of you spun up guides. Some of you guys wrote threads in support of Akash. And some of you even tweeted appreciation when Greg took a moment to acknowledge victims of this month's hacks on Spaces before getting into the updates. Thanks for that feedback. And guys, you came out real strong for Akash in light of the Hetzner news, even getting Akash trending. You guys are awesome. We truly appreciate your support and can't wait to see what you'll do in September. You can start getting involved in this amazing community right now by smashing those emoji buttons to show Greg and our guests some love when they're chatting with us. Also, be sure to send in your questions for today's AMA segment. We've already got one from Telegram, so keep them coming. Get your questions in on today's call by requesting to speak. We'll then bring you up so you can ask your question. But once on stage, we do ask that you please remain on mute and we'll call you up when it's your turn. Can't unmute? No worries. Reply to the pin tweet. Uh, reply to our Twitter thread with your questions um, or get them in on Telegram. Before Greg takes us through last week's updates plus the month of August, here are a few things for you to check out during the week. Get started deploying on Akash today. Check out our documentation by visiting docs.akash.network. If you would like a little bit more support, join our Discord. In Discord, our Director of Technical Support, Scott Carruthers, plus our Akash insiders and others are standing by to help you. You can also watch our technical program manager, Alani Kuya, walk you through your first deployment on our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, and tap the bell icon. Join our newsletter at akash.network slash connect. And after you hit the subscribe button, hop on over to our blog at akash.network slash blog, where our very own Zach Horn is writing up great content for you every week. We will probably pin up the latest for you here on this Twitter spaces. If you have an idea for a project on Akash, join our grant program. For details, check out our YouTube video on Akash Accelerator and visit akash.network slash akash-accelerator. Also, don't forget to check out our AMA with OmniFlix next Thursday on Telegram. We'd like to welcome back Andre. He had a baby. Congratulations to him. He's back on Telegram with AMAs. 
With that, let's get started with today's spaces. Greg will kick us off with a look back at the month of August, both in the Akash ecosystem and the broader industry. After updates, we'll give you guys a full introduction to our special guest today, Ali Merchant, Developer Relations Lead here at Overclock Labs. During our guest segment, we'll be chatting with Ali about his journey into blockchain and Web3. Then we'll find out how he found his way over to Akash, why it's been one of his favorite Cosmo projects, and more. We'll then wrap up, as always, with an AMA with Greg. We'll meet Ali in just a bit. But for right now, let's hand it off to the man of the hour and CEO of Overclock Labs, Greg Osiri. Take it away, Greg. Thanks so much, Nadia. What a week uh, has it been for Akash Ecosystem and an incredible closure of the month. Uh, well, you know, to our great luck, Hetzner has announced that they are going to ban all things crypto. Uh, Hetzner happens to be one of the most cost-efficient clouds in Europe and uh, happens to be one of the cloud providers that runs most of Cosmos Ecosystems node infrastructure, uh, as well as 17% of the all the hosted cloud nodes for Ethereum. Uh, this announcement is a major announcement, which I believe will, uh, will set forth a series of bans by centralized cloud providers. And... This is exactly the reason why Akash exists, and Akash exists for a non-censorable, um, sovereign, uh, always-on cloud, right? So, and that's you know, equal equally cheaper as cheap as a uh, Hetzner. So this is a great opportunity to realize uh, that your your infrastructure, when hosted on a centralized provider, is not safe. And there are there are no guarantees in this game. Only reliable, scalable, sovereign, censorship-resistant infrastructure of the future is decentralized, and Akash is leading that charge. So um, that and a very interesting fact that when Hetzner got banned is that Akash started trending, and this is I consider a milestone for community achievement, community engagement. The first thing uh, on people's mind when Hetzner got banned was Akash. So that just tells you how strong our community has gotten over the years and how, how far our message has spread in terms of a viable alternative to a major cloud provider in, uh, in Europe. Uh, and this is just the first step. And next step, obviously, is going to be the Amazons and Googles of the world. And the world started taking notice. Uh, we got trending. To trend, there are about 7,000 tweets per hour that were talking about Akash on Twitter when Hetzner banned uh, crypto. And this is incredible, incredible feat, you guys. I mean, I'm so proud of the Akash ecosystem to you know, come this far in, in spreading the word. And sooner or later, our product is growing up to a point where it gets super, super simple to adopt. Um, and on that front, what are we doing from a product standpoint? So there are amazing work that's happening on a daily basis. I would categorize that kind of work into two main categories. One I call incremental updates, and another one I call exponential updates, right? So incremental updates are essentially uh, updates we make every day to the protocol. So we began Akash Network as purely ephemeral, container-native cloud hosting network. 
that evolved to persistent storage and that uh, in and evolved to having uh, IP leases, static IP leases, which is a new class of resources that are available. And slowly we will have uh, private container registries to private networking to GPUs and whatnot. So as we keep adding features, the capabilities of the network expand and the user experience along with it expands too. But the best part is the user experience improvements not uh, not come from us alone, but comes from our community, right? And that's an incredible feat to achieve when it comes to decentralization. So this, uh, you know, puts us in a, a very strong um position uh, with protocol clients, right? So uh, with that, I'd love to welcome Speron uh, officially to our protocol client uh, ecosystem. So a protocol client is essentially a piece of software that's built on top of the protocol that leverages the protocol to achieve a function uh, that's ideal for that protocol client, right? So for Speron, Speron happens to be this developer-friendly deployment platform uh, that has a decent market share in the Indian segment, especially in the Polygon ecosystem and Ethereum ecosystem, uh, that make it extremely simple to deploy uh, JavaScript-based applications on the cloud. So them adopting Akash as the go-to cloud is an enormous achievement by itself. And this is a part of a larger ecosystem uh, where we have CloudMoss that essentially makes Akash deployment very simple. And you have Moultrie that makes auditing extremely uh, uh, pleasing. Freytar that makes uh, cloud uh, becoming a provider on Akash extremely uh, uh, easy. Vixello is now working on um, um, uh, working on an on ramp to uh, enable uh, fiat payments, uh, invoice based fiat payments onto Akash. You have Third Web, you know their. Um, uh, head of DevRel uh, showed a little demo they're working on how they're integrating with Akash. Uh, that's fully not official yet, but you know we'll be making some announcement in that front. And other miners like Evergreen miners, there are a whole lot of uh, clients building on top of Akash that's individually doing a function that's beneficial to them by also extending that uh, benefit to the Akash on the bottom line. So this is how decentralized systems are supposed to grow organically, naturally, you don't normally see uh, this level of engagement in any other project because a lot of times the project teams end up building the user interfaces and all the other necessities uh, um, that you would uh, you know, deem uh, fit for uh, improving user experience. But in Akash's case, it is a community that's building and it's a very powerful narrative. And even though it takes longer for this narrative to strengthen as community takes time to build and get adoption, once that growth curve kicks in, the these uh, integrations will become exponential uh, factors in growth. So I'm very excited that Akash is growing in a very decentralized manner and uh, in a very open manner with an amazing community that's supporting this growth. So I'm just... So, Thrill, you know, to wake up every day and work on Akash. So thank you all for making that happen. With that, uh, uh, also when it comes to community, we saw amazing people like Dave, uh, Dan Cosmonaut, that talks about, you know, we, we see this post that explain what Akash is to new people, right? So I know a lot of you sitting in this call probably know what Akash is, but 
there are new people coming into our ecosystem and they need to be educated. So when I see threads uh, like exploring AkashNet by Dan Cosmonaut, I really you know, appreciate and admire the effort uh, because that's how you spread the word. So please keep doing that. And uh, we'd love to work with you. And also, if you want to get more deeply involved, go to our, uh, go to our website, akash.network slash community. The programs called Akash Insiders and Akash uh, Vanguards that uh, have various levels of improvement uh, involvement. Uh, in case you want to help out in a more formal manner, please go check it out. Uh, with that, let's start off. I mean, August has been, like I said, an incredible month. And, you know, uh, the, the month really began with uh, ecosystem clients like Vixello and all of them, um, you know, <clears throat> demonstrating that they're going to uh, start integrating Akash. We saw an amazing demo from Praetor. Uh, showing how the integration will look like. And Pretor has a very interesting approach compared to other uh, protocol clients wherein they help you dockerize an image. So dockerization is essentially a part of deployment, deploying an Akash where you take the source code that you develop, say a website or a web application, and you package that into a container. And we all know containerization is one of those mundane tasks that some people are skilled to do, but most people are not skilled to do because it does require some amount of systems knowledge. Uh, so, you know, so Pradar showed us an amazing containerization uh, uh, effort along with their, you know, uh, provider enablement feature. So, so that was pretty interesting. CloudMost announced that they're building uh, an SDL builder. So SDL, again, is another uh, configuration piece of Akash wherein you specify the image, the, the application you're going to run, the amount of resources your application would need, where it should be deployed, what kind of attributes it should filter for, and how much you're willing to pay. So it's essentially a, a, a domain-specific language that we created for Akash to deploy on Akash. Right? And it's a little complicated. It requires you to go learn about it. But CloudWars announced a tool that makes it extremely simple using a wizard online that you can simply click through and build your SDL. So it makes deploying on Akash much simpler, right? <clears throat> and um, and uh, we saw an amazing uh, Akash community member, Luna Forgo, right? They released something called a Terraform provider. For those of you that don't know what Terraform is, it is the cloud orchestration tool used by 80% of the cloud, right? Or more, perhaps. Well, cloud orchestration in the sense, there are tons of resources on the cloud that one need to create in order to be functional, right? So you need to create networking, you need to create disks and compute and IP addresses, and you need to connect them, you need to configure uh, quite a lot when you're deploying a cloud application. So Terraform, makes it super simple to do so and makes uh, by by allowing you to script it, right? So allowing you to turn your clicks into code, essentially. And um, and they they have something called providers where uh, you can, where Amazon, for example, is a provider and Google GCP is another provider or Azure is another provider, right? So like that, now we have an Akash provider. So that means you can now coexist with other big cloud providers in the same infrastructure where our chances of adoption is much higher because now we're not forcing or the notion that you have to move all your infrastructure into Akash is not true, but rather you can 
push a little bit of your infrastructure. So maybe start off with developer environments if you like to get a feel for how a cache is and get uh, used to the nuances of what a cache uh, you know, essentially entails to. So people can now slowly start adopting a cache instead of doing a whole switch. And these kind of integrations are exceptionally uh, important to, to us. This integration was so good that we got a call from HashiCore itself. HashiCore is a company that actually makes Terraform. And they were so excited uh, that our ecosystems are actually coming together. So there might be something in the announcement very soon. HashiCore, for those of you who don't know, is a multi-billion dollar company. It's a public company. Uh, it's uh, it's the darling of uh, Web2 in infrastructure companies. Uh, it's one of the most respected infrastructure companies. They make tools like Terraform, Vault, Nomad, and a lot of very uh, highly respectable tools. By the way, Nomad is another piece of software that uses my, soft my code that I wrote for Akash. So it's a full circle, right? So, you know, we helped them, I guess, a long time ago, and, and now they're sort of like coming back. So this is beautiful convergence happening in the infrastructure space. Uh, and the amount of Akash, uh, amount of work the overclock teams uh, and Akash teams are doing to integrate the Web 2 into Web 3 uh, is enormous. And, and moments like these are, are times when we look back and be like, well, these are all coming together. So soon enough, when Web3 becomes mainstream, Akash will be leading the charge. So uh, it's really good news to see uh, see a large public company like HashiCorp get, get involved in Web3 uh, with Akash. Uh, our, our amazing community member, uh, Dimukos, he's been pumping uh, deployments. I mean, I love seeing him containerize all the uh, Web3 uh, protocols and different applications and deploying the Akash and showing what you can do, right? So uh, he's got an amazing content. I highly recommend you follow him. His Twitter account is uh, Dimokos uh, VRN uh, underscore VRN. That is D I M O K U S underscore VRN. If you are interested in what kinds of applications, all kinds of uh, that that you can deploy in Akash, Dimokos has been just on the prowl. He he posts amazing content. I really. And I really admire him. And uh, he also works with me on, on weekends. You know, we have this weekends warrior club, I suppose, uh, that we all work together online. Um, and uh, a big, 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 you know, news item for this uh, month has been Chia. Chia has launched this uh, this high-performance miner called Bladebit. And they chose Akash as their official launch partner. It's not Amazon. It's not GCP. Akash. So Akash was the first decentralized cloud to be a launch partner to a major proof of work protocol uh, uh, you know, uh, on their new product, right? So this is an indication that we are starting to slowly bridge the narrative. So with the the and and Chia is 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 very far looking, right? So the, they knew that Hetzners of the world are not going to support crypto, so they chose a decentralized cloud as a launch partner and as a partner that they want to introduce their community to, right? So, I mean, this is you know, with the Hetzner ban, we're going to see a lot of proof of stake move this way as well. And uh, Chia is definitely a leader in setting that standard as to how. Uh, what a launch, launch partner should look like. And this is a trend. As we keep building through the bear market, we're going to see a ton of protocols that are going to use Akash as a launch partner and abandon the web too, so the, uh, the headsense of the world. So uh, it's really good good news for us. 
And, you know, we welcomed several uh, projects to Akash Ecosystem, Stake Woolly and Money Space and Anon, Anon Stake. And Cosmos Directory itself is hosted on Akash. So go check out our ecosystem page, ecosystem.akashnetwork for a full list of amazing projects currently on Akash. And finally, you know, uh, on, a, on a, at a broader level, uh, we we saw a lot of hacks happen. Unfortunately, people lost a lot of money. It's it's sad, but also at the same time, uh, it also I mean, uh, and the fact that the Cosmos ecosystem is strong amongst these exploits makes me very proud of Cosmos ecosystem. Right? Uh, our two, I was able to test both our wallets, our our, our Cosmos, uh, you know, uh, station uh, wallet and the. Uh, Kepler wallet, both passed with flying colors that are extremely secure. I was able to uh, see what kind of information gets sent. Uh, turns out not, nothing that, that matters gets sent back to the servers. Uh, and, uh, you know, all the information is, is stored locally. And, um, and, and that, with that, that, you know, that, that's a very, uh, you know, a Cosmos ecosystem has been, you know, traditionally very strong. Some of these you know, exploits uh, really expose the strength of our ecosystem. And also we had a unfortunate event where a software developer was arrested uh, for writing uh, software uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that, that supports privacy. Now, I'm not fully clear if there are other charges this uh, person has been charged with. And the Dutch authorities that arrested this uh, person, uh, uh, the, the developer for uh, Tornado Cash, essentially, uh, did not really give us much details to have confidence in the government that there are other charges, right? So, so I'd like to see the charge sheet, but but I suppose you can hold somebody uh, without bail for ninety days in in Dutch, uh, you know, in uh, in Amsterdam, uh, without charging him. Uh, so it's it's kind of a weird law. I mean, in the U.S., you have to charge somebody to hold them. Uh, so he hasn't been charged with anything, but they're holding him without bail for 90 days. So I, I, you know, I hope this is something more serious than writing software because, you know, if, if otherwise it's a blatant attack on free software, right? And that's not okay. You can't just go, you know, arrest software developers for writing open source software. It doesn't matter what the open source software does uh, as long as he's not involved in illicit activities himself, right? So. It's unfortunate, and I feel like uh, this is something that we need to uh, not accept uh, from from the state. Uh, you know, uh, state is supposed to serve people, not uh, not otherwise, right? So this is uh, this is something that I want to throw my weight uh, weight for and and support to release this person. Um, you know, unless they they really come out with with explain what charges are, right? So uh, so. Keep a, keep an eye on the story. I think the story needs uh, needs the limelight. Um, and also, and really, in, you know, and there's an there's an amazing trend that's happening uh, at at a macro level, right? So, cloud industry, which is about five hundred billion dollars industry, is now starting to see cracks. Companies like Walmart are coming back from the cloud because they realize cloud over time is very, very expensive. And this is something we wrote in our white paper. If you read Akash's white paper, we said cloud only looks great on the short term, but on the long term is actually very expensive. And people are now starting to realize that. And it's amazing that our thesis is coming to fruition. 
And uh, I highly recommend you go check out Akash's white paper. It was written in 2018. And there are a bunch of blog posts that we wrote from that time as well that all talk about how expensive cloud is going to get. And now we see Walmart's coming back and building their own data centers, uh, saying cloud is too expensive for them. And the best part, when they build their own data centers, they're going to have unutilized uh, supply. The, you know why? Because Walmart's most traffic for Walmart comes during shopping seasons, be it, uh, be it Black Friday or be it uh, Christmas and whatnot, right? Most of the time, the utilization is going to sit less than 5% or 10%. So when that happens, their only avenue to offload that capacity is a cash network, right? So our thesis of, well, you're going to have companies move away from the crowd uh, from the cloud, and the data centers are going to get repatronized, uh, and there's going to be massive underutilizations coming to fusion, right? So we're going to see um, a lot of these players like Walmart come away, and we're going to aggressively pursue them or from a business standpoint uh, to, to make sure they know Akash and use Akash. And more and more incidents that we have with, with, uh, with uh, and opportunities for us to voice our uh, we'll voice who we are, our values, and spread the word, the better these uh, companies are going to recognize. And Akash is getting slowly with our capabilities that we're adding in terms of private networking and private containers and all kinds of amazing things. Akash is slowly uh, getting to be enterprise ready. So sooner or later, we're going to be uh, ready for a, a Walmart type, uh, both as a user. As I mean, right now we're okay as a provider, but also as a user, I think uh, in a couple of years, you're going to see this amazing convergence uh, happen, and I'm super bullish, and that's that's the vision that uh, we're working towards. So with that, I'm going to wrap up our monthly and weekly updates, and i uh, love to welcome our new head of DevRel, Ali Merchant, uh, here on the call with us. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Yep, today we are welcoming Ali Merchant, Developer Relations Lead here at Overclock Labs. Um, Ali comes to Overclock Labs from Ignite, formerly Tendermint. Prior to that, he was over at SIFChain. Having worked in the blockchain space for over five years, Ali has worked on DeFi, IAM, and IoT-related blockchain projects. He's passionate about blockchain, cosmos, and astrophysics. Welcome, Ali. We are so excited that you've joined Overclock Labs. How are you today? Ali, hey, there. Um, <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Nadia, for having me. And um, as always, Greg, you gave an amazing update to the Akash community. Uh, also, my greetings for the day for all my fellow Akashians who are listening right now. Thank you. So, Ali, we are just getting to know you. So before we jump into the tech side of things, can you tell us a little bit more about what you like to do outside of work? Um, sure. That, that's a very interesting question. So for me... Blockchain is like one of the most passionate things that I do, and I spend like a lot of time doing that, uh, researching and like studying about new technologies. Also, as you said, I have a very keen interest in astrophysics, so I, I try to like read something about it like every now and then, and try to also keep myself updated. Uh, outside the intellectual things, I like enjoy reading and learning about philosophy, history, and religion. So what sort of work uh, Ali likes to look at the cosmos into the Akash. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. That. <laughs> Don't forget that God, please. Enjoy. 
Um, all right, Alisa, we'll be diving into how uh, you landed here at Overclock Labs and Akash in just a moment. But first, how did you find your way into Web3 and blockchain? Can you take us through your journey? Uh, yeah, sure. So this is, I think, a very interesting story. So um, like before 2017, I was like very much interested and uh, invested into data analytics and machine learning. So um, actually, during the holiday season of 2017, I stumbled upon a meetup group in New York City where uh, there was like a couple of people, I think like 25, 30 people talking about decentralized uh, ledger technologies and digital assets. Uh, there I met Austin Murak, who was uh, the, the, 10, the 10 technical lead of um, Coda, and he introduced me to the decentralized space. Uh, later, I like joined uh, Chainhouse like, uh, to work on a decentralized project uh, for a POC for a World Bank. And then there was, then there I was in the rabbit hole and I never looked back. Amazing. Um, so you have likened Web3 today to the early days of the internet while also sharing that everyone should understand blockchain technology. Why do you feel it's so important for devs and non-developers alike to have a grasp on this new technology? That technology actually lets, lets you make sound decisions on whether you even need that technology or not. And I like to compare Web3 with, say, secret sauce. So uh, Web3 is not a secret sauce that can magically solve all problems. There are still many applications today which uh, are best solved by Web2. Now, coming back to the question, uh, I think like the first thing is understanding of Web3 uh, is enables you to make good decisions and the second thing is like once you have that knowledge then you can implement that knowledge into a web3 application so uh, and for non devs i think it is also equally important to understand web3 so not as, uh, so not just like for the core developers who are like using it on a day to day basis even non developers like need to know about the technology and learn about it like for example people who uh, people who don't understand how PayPal works under the hood, uh, and th that's okay. But people do understand like how to use it, and I think like, that or like, how to use it and what it does, and I think that's enough. So I think that same analogy can be applied to like Web three uh, for non devs. All right, so let's see. Let's talk a little bit about your experience with Akash specifically. So how did you first hear about Akash? Um. Yeah, so I, I heard first about Akash, I think back in 2020 or like end of 2020 um, when I was like working at Chain and we did a project in collaboration with Akash. Um, and I was kind of in awe with the vision that Akash had. Just like a disclaimer, it was a little difficult to use Akash back then, but the idea of decentralized cloud kind of stuck around in my head. And like since then, I've been just following what Akash has been up to. So you said that Akash has been one of your favorite Cosmos projects. What about Akash stood out to you that made it one of your favorite projects? Uh, yes, so Akash is like, or is indeed one of my favorite projects that I like always, I've always looked up to. One of the reasons why is, uh, and I've like said this again and again, uh, that is like Akash is providing value like right now, like no false promises or gimmicks. 
or not like promises of the future, but providing something that is tangible even today. Um, I also find that Cosmos has uh, is solving a very unique problem in the Cosmos space. So there are many DEXs uh, with, of course, different value propositions or different chains that allow EVM contracts, execution, etc. But would okay, as this wrap up that like cloud providers today, uh, we we will eventually migrate from the cloud providers. And we will need a solution for that. And I think like Akash is on the forefront, and the uh, and I think like with many decentralized centers coming down, I, I think like Akash will truly shine out in the space. So I know you deployed on Akash a little while back, and I heard that you were planning on deploying again soon. What have you deployed, and what was the experience like? Aha, uh-huh, that's that's um, a true story. So. I, I tried like deploying stuff like an hour, uh, I mean, like a year back or like a little more than that. And the experience was like not exactly rewarding. In all honesty, I tried playing around for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And then I just gave up due to the complexities of deployment. And I ended up using um, a centralized cloud provider. Uh, actually, uh, just before this call, I tried deploying again and to my sheer shock, it just took me 10 minutes. And mind you, I was a blank slate. I did all the installations and deployment from the scratch. like 10 minutes to uh, deploy uh, deploy the um, application on Akash. So I, I think like Akash has come a long way since then. And um, I, I'm just like very excited on like how more better it can improve and the user experience. Guys, if you also want to try a 10-minute deployment on Akash, we've got a tweet pinned up top for you above my profile picture. You guys could go ahead and try it too. So Ali, we are beyond excited to have you. What do you hope to accomplish here as developer relations lead? Um, I, I think like that's one of the most uh, difficult questions. But the very first thing that actually I want to work on is removing the gap between the users and the product. And I think like that's the primary job of DevRel. That's like education and um, like filling the gap between the community and the core developers. Um, I, I think like one way that that can be done enough resources for users to understand and use Akash as well as like good constructive feedback engineers. Um, the second thing that I want to achieve is awareness. So. Today we have a fully functional product that people can use and like migrate to. I think we're having trouble with Ali's uh, connection. Can you hear him, Nadia? Um. Yes, I could hear him just a little bit there at the end, right when Ali. Could you go ahead uh, one more time with what you just said? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so the second thing that I was talking about is about achieving uh, awareness and. Today we have a fully functional product that is like easy to use, and uh, people can migrate to it from a centralized cloud. As Greg was saying, maybe not everything at once, but maybe slowly, a test environment first, and then the production environment, and then one day completely move away from centralized dependencies. Um, and lastly, uh, I would like love to represent uh, Akash in like in the Cosmos ecosystem the cloud ecosystem and broadly in all technological arenas. 
Awesome. We're so excited to welcome you to Overclock Labs, Ali. Um, with that, uh, let's open up our AMA with questions for Greg and Ali, if you have any questions for him. Um, go ahead and uh, request to speak. We'll bring you up or you could uh, reply on Twitter or send us a question in on Telegram. If we don't have any questions here, we do have one coming in online. Greg, the first question is, how decentralized is Akash's validator nodes or are Akash's validator nodes? Could AWS or Hetzner shut down Akash network? Good question. So Akash, we haven't done detailed analysis on the actual full nodes, uh, but somebody did uh, a check on the RTC service, I believe. Um, and uh, there was a report I saw recently that indicated most of, uh, you know, uh, uh, validator nodes, not providers, validator nodes are actually running on Hetzner. So I was a little in, a little uh, into surprised by this fact, right? Because you know I would imagine if you're a Akash validator, you would not be running on a centralized provider. But looking into it, you know, Headstone so far has been you know a pretty good provider for for the most part. I mean, they're bare metal provider, they're cost efficient, they don't charge for bandwidth, I believe. I mean, or they have a fact fixed uh, rate for bandwidth, and now they announced that they're going to. Um, no banned crypto. So, you know, I would imagine most validators uh, on Akash, uh, you know, Akash validators should move away. And they can really use Akash because, you know, that'll get into an extremely complicated situation if something were to go wrong, right? So Akash validators running on Akash means, uh, means a meta deployment. And that'll be something crazy. Um, Maybe some portion of it can run on Akash, but I wouldn't like, you know, encourage the actual full node to be running on Akash itself, uh, because you know when things go wrong, the validator is supposed to, you know, uh, you know, fix the chain, and you know if they're fixing a chain that they're hosted on, uh, it'll get into all kinds of unknown problems. I don't even know what kinds of stuff is going to happen, right? Uh, so anyway, so it's a little complicated for Akash validators itself to use Akash. I mean, they can use the ancillary uh, infrastructure. I mean, for RPC nodes and all that stuff running on Akash, that's great. So, so they're like forced to like choose, you know, a bare metal provider, and they'll choose Hetzner. Hetzner so far has been really good. Uh, you know, I don't know why they all of a sudden decided to not support uh, crypto in general, but you know, it's it's a really good provider if uh, for for lack of for for the for the part other than uh, in a banning crypto so so is it decentralized absolutely decentralized i mean they're hosted on a uh, you know hester could you know essentially once hester announced ban they started buying new hardware uh, putting their in colos and like like i don't have a problem of validators uh, you know using um bare metal service it's a little more expensive of course but you know, it's definitely secure. So I think finding a colo, uh, colo, colocated uh, data center to host your node is a perfectly good way. It's fully decentralized. Uh, you know, it's permissionless. We don't, 
yeah, it it could improve on the uh, Nakamoto coefficiency, and I'd like to see a lot more smaller providers get a bigger share. I think there's a huge gap between the first, the top provider, top validator, which is Kava Labs. I think they have like 15 million AKT, uh, uh, you know, delegated to them. That's a lot. So, and they have a lot of power. Uh, and the smaller guy has about 77,000 AKT delegated to them. So I encourage people to go go delegate to smaller providers and then one single large one. So we still need to improve on the uh, Nakamoto coefficient factor. But other than that, things very, very decentralized. Arnold, go ahead. Welcome to Spaces today. Go ahead with your question. Hello. Great to be here with you guys. Um, when you spoke um, about the uh, integration as a uh, Terraform uh, provider for Akash, that was massively, massively um, exciting to hear. Um, you spoke about sort of the approach of allowing, um, you know, those who wanted to um, enter the Akash ecosystem um, to effectively sort of test the water. Um, in terms of that, I mean, when I think about it, um, I think, to be honest, uh, Akash has uh, the capacity to be somewhat more aggressive um, because uh, off the top of my head, I mean, I've already been developing some business cases um, and I see quite a few business cases whereby legacy crowd infrastructure can massively benefit from having a system like Akash uh, behind it. Say, for instance, if um, a client wants to keep certain parts of their architecture sovereign, um, you know, delegating that effectively to the Akash network. The question is, um, is there someone right now who is kind of addressing the business cases whereby Akash can aggressively be put forward to become a part of both uh, the contemporary cloud architecture and then gain some room once it's got that foothold to sort of uh, make, uh, make its own? Yes, that's how much managing that function. Absolutely. So to summarize the question, uh, do we have uh, business development teams that are focused on uh, focused on bringing on larger enterprises that have their own data centers or some part of the workforce in their own data centers to effectively use Akash as a solution to offset the underutilization problem? Is that is that accurate? Yeah, yes, I mean, and also uh, from a more strategy perspective, because if there is, for instance, um, at the strategic top level of the cash, a number of sort of pathways which are kind of like, you know, to entice, you know, almost like if you had advertising campaigns, sort of the messages you would push. Um, so I've already thought about four or five business cases that could be sold to, for instance, if you're saying a Walmart is bringing its, um, its data centers back from the cloud, so say it's a smaller company and they can perhaps manage to keep on premise, maybe, you know, 20 servers max. You know, mm -hmm. the case could be that um, a cash could be pushed to, to them as an easy way to have redundancy, a cheap way to scale. So I'm talking about almost developing the use cases, which at the strategic level, which then can be driven across multiple sorts of campaigns to effectively aggressively onboard as a part of the present infrastructure as as adding value to present solutions. Do you follow? Yes, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, to answer your question, kind of, right? So we do have teams 
and we do have uh, you know uh, some level of effort that's going in there but not aggressive enough but if you're something if you're someone that uh, has i mean you clearly seem like you have a much clearer picture when it comes to how aggressive we should be i'd love to actually have a conversation with you offline and connect you with our bd teams and actually uh, see if we can come up with a plan I and mean, i think this sounds very enticing actually yeah that sounds magic that sounds very good so I'll reach out to you. I'll DM you, or if you have your DMs open, or you can DM me, and and we'll take it from there. That's perfect, Greg. That sounds very good. Thank you, Arnold. I believe we have another speaker. Uh, I'll will I'll be Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for hosting this. Um, I I have a question. So basically, I'm interested in running certain workloads that require kernel level uh, capabilities. So um, is there a plan in the future or is it completely written out uh, uh, or supporting something like Firecracker in the future? Yes, uh, so we, we don't allow super user access for security reasons, but Firecracker support is actually coming. In fact, you will, um, in fact, Akash is also a test bed for a lot of new container runtimes, like Contain and a whole other new ones that are very, very promising that you know, some of them are actually building on unikernels and some of them like are having different architectures when it comes to security. So one of the big visions for Akash is to be able to launch these uh, new uh, and upcoming technologies that you don't normally get access to using the current cloud. So yes, uh, you, uh, Firecracker support and container support and uh, Unikernel support and all that is uh, coming very soon to Akash. Is there a way to filter for providers or to, like, do I have to be in some group to access these uh, tests and edge, uh, bleeding edge, like providers testing these new capabilities? No, there, it's going to be public. So there is a attribute filtering mechanism when you, when you request compute. So in that, you can simply say, you know, contain support equals true or something like that, so flag, and you can, or like firecracker support proof. Uh, the providers that support Firecracker will start advertising themselves as supporting Firecracker, so you'll be able to actually filter through, uh, you know, publicly. So, uh, but we do have uh, we do have a, a test group uh, that uh, get access to uh, our uh, our test features, uh, like our testnet features, a little more aggressively than our mainnet features. Uh, we call them vanguards. So if you'd love to be part of that test group, I'd love to invite you. As uh, you know, I think that we get. Who was it called? Is it Vanguard again? Yes, Vanguard. So if you go to akash.network slash community, uh, if anyone from the team can send him the link, uh, that'll be great. Uh, and you, there is a, a small form you need to fill out, and uh, it's basically just to see uh, how technical you are. Vanguards are highly technical. Folks, looks like you are uh, so technical because you want a kernel access. So, um, uh, And uh, let me you right now so i can uh thank you okay. so much this is this so is amazing that. coming right from the ceo yeah, yeah. i'm i'm a lead community manager Rakash. <laughs> <laughs> same 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 but uh, really no this is your manager. time with greg and he definitely makes it a priority to be here with you guys every week he i just think like the messages that. i'm gonna follow up with you guys uh, after after this call um, there was one other question I think they may have dropped off. Um, are there any other questions for Greg or for Ali this morning? Go ahead, request to speak. We'll get your question in. All right, with that, Greg, do you have anything 
to add anything on the hiring front, anything else before we start to say goodbye? Absolutely. So we are hiring, you know, we're always hiring, but I think it's important to, um, to advertise and spread the world that we are hiring for uh, senior developers. We're hiring about three of them. You know, there's a lot of work to do. Uh, It's the only role we're hiring for. We're able to find great people for the roles. Nadia, you know, like people like Nadia. Uh, By the way, I mean, I think a a lot of Nadia deserves a lot of credit for making these spaces happen every week. This is our ninth space, right, that we've been doing, our weekly spaces, right? I mean, it's, we do this every week, every Wednesday at eight o'clock without fail. And uh, you have your AMA, you can ask me anything. And Nadia is so uh, amazing to putting these together. She puts on a lot of work. So please make sure you, you know, make sure she she knows that we all love her. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, and we're going to continue to keep doing this, right? Even though it's extraneous because, you know, giving a, a community update every week, uh, I, I enjoy it a lot because it gives me a chance to meet people like Arnold and, and the other gentleman here, uh, you know, really, really amazing people directly, right? So, and, uh, but yeah, Nadia does a lot of work uh, and she's part of our, 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 she joined a company about a few months ago, a little over three months ago, I think, and and she's been very valuable. And we're pe- looking for people like Nadia and uh, actually, oh, that can code. So if you are one of those, please, please, uh, uh, please apply, uh, akash.network slash careers. Uh, if you're someone really technical, if you just want to, you know, if you may not be looking for a full-time job, but if you want to help out in any way, I mean, Akash is fully open source. So we are actually transitioning to try, trying to I mean, and trying to be a lot more communal. Like we are very communal when it comes to client development, right? So we have seven beautiful protocol clients built on top of Akash. Uh, but I think the core itself, uh, you know, we are going to be a lot more open. So instead of like keeping the specifications internally, we're going to start publishing the specifications. Like GPU spec will be uh, hopefully published uh, publicly. It's about 12 pages long spec. So people can start developing these features and send us pull requests. So if you're someone technical, just ping me. Allowed to get you on board. Allowed to, uh, you know, work with you and, and help you contribute your cash. And uh, but if you're looking for something full time, please go to our, our applications page, akash.network slash careers, and you will see uh, a job uh, uh, post for uh, senior software engineer. So uh, click on that apply button and we'll take you in. We are very close to selecting our VP of marketing. Um, uh, so we're, you know, uh, we're I'm doing we did a lot of interviews. We're doing uh, about three interviews per week. So. And these are very promising candidates. By the time I interview, I mean, it goes through a lot of filters. So really exciting that I'm actually able to do multiple interviews in a week. So I think uh, very soon we're going to have a VP of marketing who's actually very technical, who's uh, is also a former developer. So uh, we're looking for that kind of profile, right? A marketer that used to code in the past uh, can onboard the next wave of uh, developers onto the decentralized cloud. So yes, uh, the roles that are open are VP of marketing and... Um, and software engineering, I mean, the senior software engineer and uh, uh, the software engineer being the highest priority. Thank you so much for that, Greg. Thanks. Um, uh, So thanks so much to Greg and Ali for spending time with us on Spaces today. And a huge thank you to all of you guys for joining today or listening in later. In case you missed it, check out our partnership with Chia for the launch of Bladebit Disk, 
first launched Cloudmos, formerly Akashlytics, go to templates, then mining and GeobladeBit disk. Join us next week at 8 a.m. Pacific for our next Akash Weekly Spaces with Greg. We'll have two guests for you guys. Tap that set reminder button as soon as we post it. Make your move to the open cloud and leave behind the possibility of being banned on centralized cloud services. Try Akash out with a simple 10-minute deployment. Check out our latest blog, Web3 is Welcome on Akash Network at akash.network slash blog. And we've also pinned it up top for you at the top of the Spaces Room. Check out akash.network slash community and find out how you can spread the word about Akash and help this project grow by becoming an Akash Insider. Thanks so much again for joining today's event. Thanks again to Greg and Ali for spending time with us. See you guys next Wednesday with Greg at 8 a.m. Pacific. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Akash Weekly with Greg Asuri featuring Ali Merchant, developer relations at Overclock Labs. Recorded on Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay. Checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows. But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magical and rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debate and great methods amazed to play inception the base stay blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist, they can't even say they're making pennies, pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 pennies. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses Now we're on the fence Like we forgot how to choose That's what happens When people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom Just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth Like a rabid dog Like a fake mate And call at the zoo It's looking like the view Is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit Trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through When I'm making my music